welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Molino-Connors, a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Today, we are going to talk about financial self-care. Ooh, the topic of money tends to stress people out, but I'm going to give you just a little insight into attracting abundance. Attracting abundance is literally one of my favorite things to do. I want you right now to think about your money mindset. Do you constantly stress out about money and finances and live in a perpetual cycle of lack or do you too attract abundance? What is your money story? What messages about money were ingrained in you as a child and what you still believe as an adult? If you are into using affirmations or mantras at all, I encourage you to develop a money-related one. Perhaps, I respect my money and money respects me. Maybe that resonates with you. Or even more simply, I am abundant. That's one of my faves. Another favorite of mine is money comes easily to me. On my vision board, I have a dollar bill. It's been there for years with the following statement, something to the effect of this written on it. Money comes to me effortlessly and easily. My bills are paid on time in full. I am abundant. We can certainly go more in depth with this topic, but for now, just wanted to give you a little intro and welcome today's guest. Today, we're going to talk to Matt Amory. This is a bit of a special episode because I know I have a lot of listeners who work in public service or who may be working towards public service loan forgiveness or the PSLF program for their student loans. And what better way to celebrate your money mindset than by no longer having student loans? If you are not working towards PSLF, and you work in education or for another government qualifying employer or nonprofit, you definitely want to listen and learn about this program and the temporary waiver that is in effect until this October, October 2022, because you could be looking at having some or all of your student loans forgiven under this program. So this is definitely worth looking into. We'll make sure there's lots of links in the episode notes for you, too. But today's guest is Matt, and he is a librarian and union activist. He learned about PSLF in 2017 at a union function and recently earned his forgiveness of his student loan debt in 2021. He is also an admin of the Facebook group Public Service Loan Forgiveness Support, which has over 100,000 members. Frustrated with my own student loans, I stumbled upon this group last year, and quite frankly, it changed my life. Under the limited time waiver, the PSLF program, many borrowers are having their loans forgiven or at least finding a clearer path towards forgiveness as the federal government works to correct many of the deceptive practices and unnecessary hoops to jump through in order to meet the criteria of the PSLF program. If you or someone you know has student loans and is working towards forgiveness, this episode is for you. If you do not have student loans, I still invite you to learn and listen. You never know who you can help with this info, and we are certainly trying to spread the word. I am thrilled to talk to Matt today. All right. We're, we're rolling, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries. No worries, Teresa. So I know we're mostly here to talk about 
PSLF. But before we do that, I do always ask my guests how they like to practice self-care. So I am going to ask you that question to kick us off. I know. Hopefully that wasn't too much for blindsiding you. <laughs> I don't like to practice self-care. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Talk to me. Welcome. <laughs> that this kind of explains why I can um, uh, spend like more than an hour a day on my Facebook group, on this Facebook group and answering question after question after question. I had this interview one time to be a reference librarian and they asked me this question, why is it that you want to be a reference librarian? What is it that you like about being a reference librarian? And I thought, and I was like, because I love answering the same question again and again and again. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny, but like the librarians I was interviewing with were like, they were like, oh no. <laughs> That's awesome. Who is this guy? How quickly can we get him out? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I feel like your sense of humor definitely helps you out with your with your self care. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's probably the case. Yeah, there's nothing like there's nothing like diffusing that little ball of ball of nothing in your stomach, like having a good laugh. Absolutely. So yeah, that's probably how, that is probably how I take care of myself. Yeah. Any other, any like, do you do things outside, out in nature, any stuff like that? I have this plant that I love to water and I love to watch it grow. And uh, nice. at one point a few years ago, this is a plant that my roommate got me 30 years ago oh when my I was God. in college. And like three years ago, I killed it dead down to brown, down to the roots. And it came back. So oh I've God. been so for the last for the last three years I've been nurturing this thing and bringing it back to life and it gives me great joy. What kind you of know? plant is it? It's a spider plant, so it's, oh. it's really hard to kill. No, I love spider. Pl- I killed one once though, legit. Although maybe wow. I, I don't know, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I, I thought I, I thought I killed it legit myself. <laughs> oh, I love spider plants, so I have a huge back one. That's dead. awesome. Yeah, that's so you can bring plants back from the dead. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I kill them before I bring them back from the yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> well, you have to. Awesome. Yeah, all part of the funny. process. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. But now we're gonna we're gonna dive into the the real reason okay. why I brought you on here because I think we can help some more folks here with this PSLF program. So, can you tell our listeners just a little bit, like a quick overview of like what that is, just in case they they're not aware? So public service loan forgiveness um, allows people who work in public service to get loan forgiveness. Um, It works with student loans, and it's an incentive program set up by the government in 2007 in order to reward people who entered lower-paying public service positions by offering them forgiveness of their student loans after a period of 120 120 months of work in public service. So that's a large, that's a long definition. Basically, it allows people who work in public service to get out from under their student loan debt. Right. Yeah. Federal student loan debt. Right. Federal student loan debt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, private yep. private student private student loan debt is not eligible. However, yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say, however, people, if somebody like me, which I had a sneaky 
federal loan that was lumped into my undergrad, which was in which was private, which is actually so it was never consolidated and transferred over to the federal. But I had been paying that for almost 15 years. And under this waiver, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, by getting moving that over and getting that because I was never given the correct information. And so, yeah, and that ended up kind of um being one of the saving graces in terms of my recent forgiveness that I experienced also. So, and when we talk about like, public, by the way, I know, thank, and thank you because it was, all, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, all, all about that group that you um, have on Facebook that really helped me and your guides and your flow charts and everything. I was combing through all of that and that's how I managed to finally figure I wrote this that out. flow chart by the way. I know you did. And it was awesome. I was like, who's this guy? I need to talk to him. (laughs) So I just want to go back. So in case folks don't know, so any public service. So that includes like teachers, government agencies, nonprofits. And there's a way to look up to see if you're a qualifying employer, right? Like, yeah, there's a way to look up. People are always asking if there's a list of qualifying employers and there isn't. There is no list of qualifying employers. It would be, of course not. Uh, it would be too unmanageable. And people say, well, can't you keep track of a list? And I'm like, no, we can't because it would be out of date in 10 seconds. Um, even the Department of Education um, and the loan servicers have some trouble uh, cert- you know, certifying some companies, entities as either nonprofit or government. And there are all kinds of gray areas with like partnerships, you know, where quasi-public entities and um, nonprofits that are part of a larger for-profit, for-profits that are part of a larger right, nonprofit. Right. There's, there's all kinds of different corporate structures out there. So in general, um, anyone who works for the government, anyone who works for the federal government, anyone uh, this includes military, anybody who works for the state government, um, anybody who works for county government, anybody who works for a tribal government, anybody who works for municipal government, and municipal governments include every single school public school teacher out there yep. uh, also people who work for 501c3 nonprofits that's like almost that's like 99.999 percent of private colleges 99.999 percent of independent schools so if you're a teacher and you don't work for some clip joint like the university of phoenix um which is a private for co- private for profit college or some one of these other things like Corinthian, ITT Tech, all of DeVry, all of these things that have mostly been, um, that a lot of them have been prosecuted yeah, by right. the Department of Education. Um, so, if you, so if you work for the government or if you work for a 501c3, you, your employment uh, qualifies as public service. There's also a tiny little number of non-501c3 nonprofits which are engaged in quote-unquote public service activities as part of their mission, but that's a very, very small percentage that's like less than, statistically, it's like less than a half a percent. So with the rounding Mm. error, it's zero. Yeah. (laughs) It's effectively zero. Right. But we're talking about a lot of people, a lot of people that might not even know about this program. I mean, I stumbled upon it. I think you said you, you kind of first heard about in 2017, I think it was around then that I first heard about it. But honestly, like I was given so much misinformation and nothing that I was just like, all right, I don't know if this is ever gonna work. And then I ended up going back to school to earn my doctorate. So everything went into deferment because it just automatically happens. And I'm like, all right, well, and then I just racked up another, you know, I don't even want to say the amount of student loan debt with the doctorate. And then, 
it was like, okay, this, I'm just going to be paying. I, I had surrendered to the fact I would just be paying student loans like forever. Um, which, yep. but you and, you and lots of people did. I know. But so there's this waiver right now, this limited waiver until October um, of this, is it October 31st of this year, October 31st of 2022. And anyone, the, I mean, this is a beautiful thing. They, um, it really is a fix for a lot of the worst problems that mm. um, that have, that were baked into PSLF. Um, the thing that it does most, uh, the thing that I think it does that's most prominent, most important, is that it allows um, ineligible federal debt to be converted, consolidated into eligible federal debt. Um, eligible direct loans, which you could always do before, but if you were to do that, I, I'm, this might have been the, the sneaky situation that you were talking about, where there are ineligible loans and you can convert them, consolidate them into eligible loans, but you've been paying on them for eight years. You got to go back to ten. You got to go back and pay for ten more years. Right. So the waiver, the waiver allows for every single payment that you've ever made on a loan to qualify and to earn you qualifying payment credit to cut down on your 120 payments that you need to make. So if you made 80 payments on these ineligible loans, when you consolidate them now up until October 31st, you get those 80 payments added to your new total. And right. the, the really cool thing is that for people who have taken out undergrad undergrad loans and then grad loans and then doctorate loans, you know, if they're still paying on the undergrad loans and if they've made like 99 payments on their undergrad loans, you consolidate them with your grad loans, you consolidate them with your with your with your doctorate loans, even though those loans are newer in your consolidate in your direct consolidation loan, you get the highest value, the highest number of payments that you've made on any loan. So people got, you know, people were schooled to never consolidate because they would always lose. And that put them in the cycle of always paying on loans forever and ever and ever and ever and never being able to get out from under, always underpaying the interest that they were being charged, which sets up this, you know, horrible cycle. And those people can now get their loans consolidated and get that get on track so that i think is the first thing that's most important about the waiver and then the second thing about the second thing that's really important about the waiver is that it allows payments on you know there's there's this there's this requirement in pslf that you be on an income driven repayment plan yeah so any payment that was made not on an income driven repayment plan would not qualify so any payment now that was made at any time going back to October of 2007, it does qualify. So those are the two big things that the, um, that the waiver did. Um, th there's also a great provision. Um, under the regular law, you have to be still working in public service when you apply for forgiveness. You have to still be working in public service when you receive forgiveness, which sets up this situation where people have had this debt for years and years and years and years, and they give up and they retire. Those people can now apply for and receive forgiveness even after they retire, even after they've left public service, public yeah. service employment. So 
those are three of the things that are really fantastic about the about the. World. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, and that's exactly what happened to me that first situation that you described where I had this old loan that was never consolidated to be a direct federal loan even though it was it did qualify because I again never got the right information and you know I had been paying on that for I think like 14 years minus I've had about four years of in-school deferment I was like right on it like right on the money of those 120 <laughs> payments and so when that consolidated then all my loans including my more recent loans all got that update it was unbelievable like it, it i'm so that like so, that's so fantastic. i love to hear success stories like that oh and it's just i mean and i would have never i don't know that i would have ever done it otherwise like truth like i don't know if i would ever like been able to make the payments like i was already stressing out about like we have yeah. a little bit of a reprieve due to covid you know payments are paused but people are still getting credit that's kind of cool so at least yeah. like i but i was sweating it i'm like kept saying to my husband like oh my god when these loans go back into repayment like I'm expected to pay some crazy amount of money because, of course, they take my husband's income into effect, even though, like, uh, the way you file taxes, like, it's just such a mess. And, like, it just kept snowballing and snowballing and being, like, more um, insurmountable, really. And, like I said, without this waiver, I'm not sure I would have um, ever got out from underneath it, truthfully. Yeah, I think the only people who like student loan debt are the shareholders of Navient, the shareholders of these other for-profit services. And off of every single payment, those companies make a little make a little sliver of a big. And you know, with with millions and millions and millions of of student loan borrowers, that little vig adds up. You know, absolutely makes makes for an incredibly profitable business yeah until you have until you have to leave it because it's too big of a pain in your butt to actually like effectively administer a program A hundred percent. And I think, too, you mentioned that, you know, folks before you uh, um, you had to like conti- be continuously working in um, public yeah. service in order to qualify. But now because I have a close friend who I'm kind of helping her navigate all of this, too, and because she's no longer working in public service. But we're trying, you know, I'm helping her do the consolidation, all that stuff. So hopefully yeah. she'll at least get a little closer if it doesn't get her over the finish line. It should get her a little closer. Yeah. And folks are also getting like refunds, which I think is wild because they've like been on the wrong payment plans they made extra payments payments didn't count and they're finally like helping to correct all of this in you know in a limited fashion i worry you know about people that miss the boat for october 31st but hopefully well, we fully into i mean like we've been taught since uh, since october 6th i think it was october 7th that i said we have to ha- in my group i said we absolutely 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 have to have a plan that says under no circumstances will we accept any belly aching on November 1st, 2022 <laughs> that says, Oh my God, this, the, the deadline was not properly communicated. Oh my God. How could, <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, if it wasn't for your Facebook group, like I would not have known. And I'll be honest, I had actually spoken to and I don't want to out whoever it was, but it was, it wasn't even, I had been given misinformation by fed loan, obviously, but also like, yeah. Somebody else that like really should have known what they were talking about is they were hired by like another like to anyway, this person really should have known and like they didn't even know and like they misguided me and were like, nope, there's nothing you can do with that. Even under like I asked them about the waiver. I'm like, are you sure I'm in this like Facebook group and they're talking about this. So I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Do I trust strangers in a Facebook group or the Fed loan? My CPA. 
<laughs> yeah. Or like the Fed loan or like this other person who like really should have known. And thank God I went for strangers in a Facebook group because otherwise like I wouldn't have known. So it's just it's so it's astounding. Strangers have the best candy is one of my motto. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Strangers have the best candy. My goodness, that could be the episode title. People will be like, what are they trying to talk about? <laughs> I love it. So I think I will frequently say, you know, this is what I think, but I'm just I'm just a rando on Facebook. So, oh, my God. You know, no, it's, it's my wild. You know what, though? I know we're not financial planners. We're not like (laughs) Matt doesn't work for a Fed loan or the U.S. government, anything like that. It's just it's crazy, though. And to think. But I mean, that's how the best stuff happens. Right. Like a grassroots group getting together. I mean, just now we can do it on social media and, um, you know, really, quite frankly, changing people's lives because it's so cool. Um, So I'm wondering, like this process is incredibly daunting and overwhelming. And I see it in the group all the time. People asking, like, ah, how do I start? Like, where do I begin? So, like, do you have any advice for folks? Like, if they're just feeling, like, wildly overwhelmed, like, where should they start? Okay, so um, I put together this flow chart. And the flow chart um, really, there are three, there are only three categories of borrowers. So, and this has always been the case. But it was it's most recently been really brought into relief by this temporary wa- by this waiver. So the three categories of borrowers are people who have any ineligible loans. So public service loan forgiveness works with direct loans, loans that are made directly from the Department of Education. Um, those have been the only loans issued since 2010. Um, but there are lots of people who have debt from before 2010, lots of people who have debt from before 2000 who are still paying on it. So those people, primar- those people often will have older loans that are ineligible. Um, also, Perkins loans that come from your college, those are ineligible. So if you have um, these loans that are called FEL loans, Federal Family Education Loans, those loans are ineligible for public service loans. Perkins loans are ineligible for public service loan forgiveness. People think that because they're federal loans, they're going to be okay, but they're not. Um, They're ineligible. So anyone who has any ineligible loan, a FELL loan or a Perkins loan, they need to consolidate those loans. And we talked about consolidation a little bit earlier. Um, Consolidation is basically conversion of your loan balance into a direct loan. So you can create this direct consolidation loan. And as I mentioned before, um, people got stuck in this cycle of debt because they were paying on ineligible loans and they were making zero progress towards public service loan forgiveness, but they didn't want to consolidate because they didn't want to lose their seven, six, nine years of payments, even though those payments weren't real. Those payments right. did they, they did not qualify, but they had this perception that they would go backwards if they consolidate their loans and started at zero. But under this waiver, you don't start back at zero. You start at the highest number of payments that you've made on any loan, and that's any even that's any ineligible loan, any eligible loan. So people who have ineligible loans, even one, need to consolidate their loans when you consolidate, you will now choose this loan service. You'll have a choice of loan services. You now choose this loan service called Mohila, the new public public service loan forgiveness service. So people who have any 
single ineligible loan need to consolidate their loans, all of them all together. Um, second category is people who, ha who have exclusively direct loans, but has never, so there's, there are these two things of, about having, there are these two things about public service loan forgiveness. You have to work, you have to, you know, you have to make payments and you also have to be employed in public service. So the way that they verify, that they certify that you're in public service, that you're working in public service, is you have to have your employer sign off on this form. Um, this form didn't even exist until 2012. So the people who were start, the people who got the, the people who first started being eligible for two, for public service loan forgiveness in 2017, they had no, they had like zero chance. They had, you know, you had to read the federal register in order to. You mean 2007 to, when they two, first yeah, eligible? People, yeah. Right. In 2000, like people's people who were getting people who were getting forgiven in 2017, these were like lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> these were public policy experts. These were employees of the Department of Education. Like nobody else could figure this stuff out. Um, so there are two. So there are two. Pro, there's two parts of the public service loan forgiveness eligible. You know, qualifying payments. One is that you have to make your payments. And the second is that you have to be employed. They have to be in, they have to be, they have to certify your employment for that month. So the second category of people who are, who need to, the second, the second set of, the second set of borrowers are people who have exclusively direct loans, but who have never certified one single month of employment. Mm. So those people need to fill out what's called a public service loan forgiveness uh, application form. It used to be called the Employment Certification Form. Now it's called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Application, the Temporary Expanded Public Service Loan Forgiveness, and the Employment in the Employment uh, Certification Form. So there's one form. There used to be so until 2012 there were zero forms. <laughs> After 2012 there was one form. Sometime in sometime between then and between then and 2017 they introduced a second form. Just to keep it confusing. It, just to keep it confusing, and then they had this additional program that they created in 2018 that had no form for it. <laughs> so in 2019, they consolidated the two forms into one single form, and they added the application form for the temporary expanded public service loan forgiveness. So one form to rule them all. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so unbelievable. The second, so the first category of borrowers, people who have – any ineligible loans, they need to consolidate. The second category of borrowers, they have all uh, they have all direct loans, but they have never certified a lick of employment. Those people need to certify their employment. They need to get a form signed by every single employer that they've ever worked for, for every single period of work that they've ever worked for them. Second category of borrowers. Third category of borrowers are people who have exclusively direct loans and people who have already who've already certified their income, who are already on track to receive personal property, public service loan forgiveness. Those people, they just need to continue certifying their employment, and they just need to keep doing what they what they what they just need to keep doing what they're doing. So those are the three categories of borrowers, the three paths forward. And you know, we and in the in the public service loan forgiveness group, we get. Hundreds of people who have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of side questions about why they're disqualified, why they have been treated badly by the servicers, why they haven't done this. And they, what they don't realize is that there are only three paths forward. 
Right. Either you have ineligible loans or you have no ineligible loans and you haven't certified your employment or you have all eligible loans and you have certified your employment. So I always say, you know, if you don't believe you don't fit into one of these categories, you're wrong. <laughs> Look <laughs> if again. <laughs> if you don't believe you fit into one of these categories, you're mistaken. Read yeah. the categories again. <laughs> Tell yeah, me no. how you can fall between the cracks. And that flowchart is so helpful. The flowchart Matt is referring to that actually I use is I'm like, all right, I need to figure this out. And that's what I use. So we'll make sure that, you know, the Facebook group is definitely linked in the episode notes so folks know where to find this because it is a treasure trove. And before you post a silly question, please do a search and see if you can already find the answer because chances are it's been asked 15 times already. <laughs> it's wild. Or a hundred or a yeah. thousand. No, it's really it's it's quite the um quite the group and it'll it'll kind of help you through the process. So I hope that folks will um you know take a take a look at it because um yeah, there's, we there's always, a lot here. We always 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 celebrate people's victories. Oh, um, it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's so I get a little <laughs> made me a little verklempt just thinking about it because it's su- it's such a joy when people who have been who've been doing this for years and years and years and who, and who despaired of ever forever earning forgiveness when they get that when they get that notice that they have a zero balance are you looking for exciting engaging and useful professional development and workshops for your school business or organization well look no further Dr. MC offers a variety of options and topics related to self-care and renewal, trauma recovery, building resilience, developing a growth mindset, stress management, and more. Completely customizable to fit every need. And coming soon is a new program to help high school students manage the challenges they are facing today and the increasing concerns around mental health. Visit drmcselfcare.com to learn more and request a session. The, the the greatest story that I that I've heard in years of being on this group is this guy who uh, racked up a ton of debt, a ton of debt, and and discovered like mid career that he what he really liked being was that what he really liked doing was being a high school math teacher. All of his debt was for training to do something else. So he was a high school math teacher, and he just kept paying on. He just kept paying and kept paying. He watched his his interest his debt balloon and balloon and balloon because when you're paying on an income driven repayment plan you're very rarely paying all of the interest that that racks up on your debt so he's just watching his debt get bigger and bigger and bigger but he's like counting the months until he until he gets paid off and so he made his 120th payment and his debt went from like four hundred thousand dollars to zero Oh my God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And the thing I love about that is that he wasn't like, he wasn't like a, an ophthalmologist. He wasn't a dentist. He wasn't like a lawyer. He wasn't a judge. He wasn't making a big salary. And yet he got stuck with the raw, with the, with the, the, he got stuck with the sharp end of loans and he was able he was able to he was able to get his way out. That's, that's my so that's so my cool. favorite story. There's been a lot of stories in the group like people that have shared, you know, their 
like really just very similarly like kind of broken unable to really move forward didn't know didn't file taxes jointly because they were afraid of what it would do to their student loan payments so they're missing out on that did who haven't been able to qualify for a mortgage who haven't been able to like buy like so many things just like piled and piled on or people are just literally like broken by the system and these are people that are in public service <laughs> yeah there, like, there are people who can't there are people who can't retire Right. I can't, yeah. I can't retire because I can't. Cause how will I pay my student loans? Right. Off? Like, and that's not how. Like, I, my body is broken by my by my long public service. I've been a, I've been a school teacher for 37 years and I still have I still have debt of my own. I still have debt that I took on for my children, for sure. my adult children. Yeah. <laughs> these people are. Yeah. These, so these people um, lives are changed. Um <laughs> Lives yeah. are changed by this by this forgiveness program, and uh, yeah, and it's a shame that there are people in Congress and people in the uh, federal administration who want to who want to kill it, who want to put a fork in it. But it is supported. Uh, it had it has it had wide bipartisan support when it was uh, when it was passed in 2007. Uh, it has continued to have uh, wide bipartisan support. Um, even though the law, even though the uh, the law which authorizes it has been up for uh, reconsideration for like almost ten years, who knows really yeah. what that's what's going to happen if that loan is going to if that if that act is going to be reauthorized. Um, but what we know now is that for the last few years, a lot of changes to the program have been authorized. Um, by the CARES Act and the Heroes Act, this emergency money that came, that flowed into the that flowed into the government, that flowed into the economy, and has been able to ch- has been has been used to justify to, to justify changes to the law. Yeah. Like there were, you know, these in 2018, um, there was this adjustment, and they created this new program called. Uh, temporary expanded public service loan forgiveness, and it was a sort of a workaround, a kludgy way of kind of fixing one single problem, which was people who had always had direct loans and people who had only been on less expensive payment plans and had been told by their servicers in 2007, 2008, 2010 that their payments were qualifying when in reality, they were not. Hmm. So those people got a bailout in 2018, but the bail that bailout was with a limited amount of funds. Um, public service loan forgiveness is written into your master promissory note. It's an alternative way to it's an alternative way for your debts to be released that does not involve complete repayment. And it's wild. So, so the people who the people who had been in this group in this small group not so small actually the people who had been in that group of people who had had direct had had the proper loans but had not been on the proper repayment plan those people got bailed out um, but it was only with a limited amount of money um, that money has been increased uh, every fiscal year but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen and that was not a good so that was not a solution for everything that was wrong with the public service loan forgiveness program but that was the kind of um, deference to the law. That was the kind of, we can't do anything about this way of solving things that was, um, that was really prevalent before 
before this current administration, yeah. um, to tell you the truth. And even the previous administration, they they were they they were pretty good about spending uh, CARES money, about spending Heroes money on on debt relief and on and on uh, freezing payments for people. They were pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a this is not an this is not a Democrat Republican issue. Um, to tell you the truth, Barack Obama and Arnie Duncan were miserable on public service forgiveness. They really were. You know. Many, many, many previous secretaries of education have run the student loan debt portfolio as if it were like a gold mine. And, you know, part of that is like, you know, they're like, they're, <laughs> we talked about mark to market in the like subprime, in the like subprime loan meltdown in 2008. <laughs> the, the student loan debt is all about mark to market. It's all about like, well, well, no, you know, <laughs> It's yeah. $1.6 trillion. And there are, and I don't know, like maybe 20% of it is uncollectible loans in default that will never be repaid. Maybe more than 20%. Yeah. One, you know, like 10% of borrowers all across the spectrum of student loan borrowers, like 10% of them are in default. They have not made one single payment for a year. Yeah. And like the prospects of those people coming back and paying off their entire loan balances one to none you know oh absolutely no, it's crazy <laughs> no I, was gonna, I mean i don't want to get into like again not an expert on this stuff <laughs> i don't know but man just, you're doing pretty good <laughs> maybe the closest <laughs> thing we can get to an expert truthfully because i was actually going to say to people you know before you like call fed loan or mohila or anybody else like I'd go in the group first and like read through some of that stuff because I mean, I was even even in the process again was given misinformation by Fed loan and decided to trust strangers on Facebook. And you see countless stories in the group of similar situations. My girlfriend yeah. that I'm trying to help, I keep telling her, I'm like, go on the Fed loan Facebook page and message them. I'm like, don't she's like, well, I'm going to call. I'm like, don't call because <laughs> you might not get to be on hold for seven and a half hours well that and... up on. you have to call back and be on hold for seven and a half four hours and you might not get a pslf specialist you might get somebody else who just literally doesn't know and doesn't know the waiver and they're going to give you misinformation it's crazy when I, the only time the only time i actually made a customer service i was lucky uh i i learned about pslf from my union and we had a the aft American Federation of Teachers, their higher education division put together a big, long training on public service loan forgiveness. Um, I had never heard of it. I went to this student loan debt workshop in 2017, like because a, a person I knew in grad school had like crushing, crushing, crushing debt. You know, she, you know, she left graduate school with $75,000 in debt. She had Five years later, she had $200,000. Right. This is the story of people who, you know, um, who don't have a job that they move into, that they move into immediately, who don't have a high paying job. Um, And, you know, like, so some, and so some of those people end up working in public service and some of those people are able to take advantage of public service loan forgiveness. But I had, but I thought I had a really good introduction. I had a really good, thorough introduction to public service loan forgiveness that came from my union. Um, and there are hundreds of, you know, hundreds of thousands of, we got a hundred thousand members in the Facebook group, probably 95, 95, 99% of those people 
never got a good introduction right. to public service loan forgiveness. Hardly ever knew that it would ever happen, that it could work for them. Which is so, so crazy. <laughs> we try to be an educational resource. We try to um, we try to tell people that this is not this is not a scam. This is not cheating the government out of money that they earn. This is not reducing the this is not there's no budget implications to this because it all comes out it all comes out of interest overcharges that have been right. that have been rams down the throat of you know one two three four hundred million thousand borrowers a little tiny bit at a time yeah you know that's what that's what that's why i went off on <laughs> on the accounting of the student loan portfolio because that's what it is it's like it's not the people will talk about it. People will be opposed to public service loan forgiveness because they think it has budget implications. They think right. somebody has to pay for it. But what it was paid for is over over market over market interest rates charged on federal student loans. Those over market rates were initially marketed to banks to incentivize them to come back into the student loan market, but banks. They, not only did banks get to charge higher than higher than interest higher than market rate interest rates, but they also got this federal backstop. So if you borrowed fell money from a bank, you would pay the bank and you'd pay the bank like eight percent interest. And if you ever defaulted on your loan, guess who holds the bag? Not the bank. The bank transfers your bad your bad debt right back to the Department of Education. So what bank doesn't want to be in that business? That's a good, <laughs> easy business to be in. And so what it what it what happened in 2010 <laughs> was, you know, Arnie Duncan and these and these like um, <clears throat> I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to uh, disparage my own political party, but these people <laughs> looked at that these people looked at that business opportunity that easy money that they've been giving to banks. And they said, well, maybe we could earn that same money for the treasury and that would be a better deal. So they went right back into direct lending, but they still had that over market in our over market rate interest that they were charging. Right. And people hate, hate, hate chart paying interest and people in people who can't make their payments get stuck, stuck, stuck. And their interest goes up and up and up and up, and then it gets recapitalized, and then it becomes, and they start paying interest on their interest, and they spiral down into, you know, poverty. And, yeah. you know, so that's why public service loan forgiveness is such a fantastic um, opportunity for people, not, not only for people in poverty, not only for people who um, are using their expensive education. Uh, for good, uh, for everybody who works in public service, you know, people right. who, this is such a fantastic opportunity. And there is, there is no downside now to consolidating your loan, to getting yourself on track. There is no downside whatsoever. The only downside that you're going to run into is if you wait until after October 31st. Yeah, you wait till because November first. I can't help you. <laughs> you're done. You get nothing. You get zero. You get nothing. And you come to you come to my public service loan forgiveness group on Facebook on November first. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna decline your post. I was gonna, gonna say you probably want to just shut down the group for like a week. 
fellow bots and admins, we're gonna laugh. We're gonna be like, ah, this is. We're gonna cry and we're gonna, no, gonna laugh. Cry. We're gonna. It's gonna make us. It's gonna fill us all with such consternation because Ugh. we've been telling people, telling people, telling people that October thirty first, twenty twenty two, is the deadline to take advantage of this stuff, and still. The entire month of November, January of 2023, we will be having people go, wait yeah. a minute. Wasn't there, I heard there was an <laughs> opportunity to get my loans repaid. Is that, <laughs> what, oh my what do you know about? What well, you hopefully know about not. <laughs> hopefully we'll spread oh, the word. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully people not. will listen to this podcast episode. They're going to learn all about it. We're going to pump this out. We're gonna... <laughs> all of your all of your ears are going to listen to this. Yes. All of their ears are going to be transformed and they're going to say, wow, I know. Now I know about this stuff. I know yeah. what category I fit into. I know what I need to do. I know that I don't have to worry about these eight years of so-called payments that I believe I've been yeah. making on my In the process. The process takes a little while too. So you do want to like get rolling on it. Like I think I consolidated and did all this back pretty early on it was it was around thanksgiving and then i think my consolidation went through you know sometime in december i didn't receive and i all my um, employment certifications were all updated had every all that like in and ready to go and i just got forgiveness like a couple weeks ago um so i mean it took there are tons it takes and tons some of people time who post that they're like they're like um i submitted my consolidation this morning how come yeah. i haven't heard that <laughs> <laughs> when will i know when will i see zeros <laughs> I submitted I submitted my first employment certification last week. How come I haven't been forgiven yet? Yeah. Because as a result of this waiver, so many people have been have come out of the bushes. Oh yeah. And they've no, they're getting submitted slammed. these they've submitted paperwork that now, unfortunately, um, in order to get your employment certified, you're looking at like hundred and twenty days. Yeah. It, people got a roll. Which is which is not such a bad deal now because uh, loan repayments aren't scheduled to restart again until September. But if people wait until October and then they're restart and then they're certifying their income, they're just, you know, they're just leaving, they're leaving. <clears throat> it's not that they're leaving money on the table, but they're, it's, it's opportunity cost. It's like, right. No, they're leaving themselves I, what, in debt potentially though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I can I can talk like you can you can tell I can talk like this for hours. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> and I was going to ask you like what you would say to the haters. Like what do you say to the haters who are opposed to student loan forgiveness? But I think you you kind of answered that. But I wonder if you have. Yeah, uh, I think the thing that I the thing that I say to haters who say um, that they don't believe in student loan debt. Um, I paid my student loan debt. You should pay yours. Uh, I paid for my kids' college. Um, nobody else should ever get free college. What am I going to get? What am I going to get paid back? Um, the chief, one of the chief arguments against public service loan forgiveness that gets, that gets trotted out is that, is that it costs the government money. It costs the budget money. It costs taxpayers money. But as I said earlier, it does not cost taxpayers money. It costs the Department of Education money. And the Department of Education has a huge, huge, huge balance as a result of charging over market rate interest. So the money that this that's funding public service loan forgiveness is blood money. It's money that was um, extracted from hardworking uh, people who are who repaid their debt over 
over many, 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 many yeah. years. And people and, that uh, are like our public servants, our teachers, our people working exactly. in nonprofits, like these are the people that like keep society going. Like we, we can't yeah. function without these people. So this is not this and you know there's actually a really great statistic. Like although although like the the home run stories of people getting three hundred thousand dollars forgiven those are the home run stories but in actuality as um as lots of people will tell you the actual the 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 like the most people who are student loan borrowers have like small balances i think it's under ten thousand dollars is the it, you know like i think it's like 80 percent of people have under twenty thousand dollars i mean maybe it's that oh. eight, that's like a whole, that's that's the vast majority of borrowers have do not have hundred thousand dollars. Right. The vast majority of people who are who are who are student loan borrowers at all have small balances. The vast majority of people who are eligible for public service loan forgiveness have small balances. I got seventeen hundred bucks written off my student loan debt. I, I'm, I didn't go to I didn't <laughs> I didn't go to the bank. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I God. just like, I was just, I just, you know, I'm lucky enough that I didn't have to take out very much debt. I'm right. Blessed. Well, that's the I'm, thing. I'm I was a little, so, I was in heading towards that home run, uh, <laughs> that home run category. It was, I mean, I mean, I have a PhD. I mean, that was a choice that I made yeah. to, to further my education and to do that. And believe me, like I paid for it in blood, sweat and tears and like years off my life for sure. But like, um, you know, getting through that was certainly not easy, but, um, so, yeah, yeah just... so the other the other argument the other argument that haters bring up or I shouldn't say haters the other argument that people bring up which which is actually a little bit more valid is you know like why should people who chose not to go to college who are taxpayers um, support underwrite people who chose to go to college people who chose to um, go to colleges that they couldn't that they couldn't afford sure that's you know that's that that's a pretty that's like that's a hard argument to to that tom cotton kind of argument is hard to refute except that the money that pays the money that's paying for public service loan forgiveness is not tax money it's like i said it's coming out of that it's coming out of those historical overcharges that the department of education has been uh running and the Department of Education did not only do that under Secretary DeVos. It did it under Secretary Duncan before yeah. that. Um, and I think probably under uh, Bush and Clinton, you know, Clinton. Uh, I'm sure it's probably been forever. It did it under, uh, you know, George Bush's Secretary of Education. I don't remember who that was. But, um, yeah, the Department of Education has been this, like, you know, cash cow for the government. Yeah. And the whole reason, and it's been extract, like I said, it's been extracting rack rents from millions and millions of borrowers. So, yeah. so those are the two things that I say, and they both have the same answer to that, is that, is that public service loan forgiveness is not coming out of tax money. It's coming out of this excess that has been built up at the Department of Education by overcharging people. Right. So through deceptive deceptive practices, really. <laughs> One of my favorite cartoons ever was from the National Lampoon like 25, 35 years ago. It was this picture of this big hall with balloons at the front. 
and there's like one old lady in the one old lady sitting in the <laughs> in the crowd. It's the, the the banner on the front says "Save the banks." Oh my! God. <laughs> Nobody likes the bank. Nobody likes to be in banks except for bankers. Yeah, you know, and bankers don't like. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I, yeah, I, I should I should uh, I should just stop before, <laughs> before I before I before I say something even more partisan. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Um, you've given us so much information. I think this is phenomenal. I really hope that we can get this out to people who can listen to this and benefit from this. Um, you want to just tell us the name of the Facebook group to make sure folks know how to find it? Yeah, we are on, we are on Facebook at Public Service Loan Forgiveness Support, parenthesis PSLF. There are some awesome. other... Um, there are some other groups on Facebook that uh, that help people with PSLF. Um, some of them are some of them are, but they're all much smaller. Um, there's also a Reddit community at um, at r slash PSLF. That's okay. um, again they have they, they sometimes have really good information on there. They're actually moderated by uh, a student loan debt expert. Oh, okay, a woman, cool. A woman, who I, a woman who I know, a woman who I presented with. Um, but they're they're a little bit smaller group, um, and and their their and their moderation is a little bit anyway. I'm not I'm not gonna. Uh, if, if, we'll if make Reddit sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure both are linked. Um, yeah, the yeah, Facebook yeah. group for sure. If I can find the Reddit, if I can find a link to that, we'll throw that on there as well, and um, really make sure that folks. Um, you know, know where to get started if this is something that resonates with them and something they they can explore and maybe eligible for. And if it's not, then I hope you still learn something if you listened and and uh, you know you probably know or love someone who has student loan debt, so it might be worth sharing uh, sharing yeah. it with them too. But thank you so much, Matt, for joining us today on the Doctor MC Self Care Cabaret Podcast. It was a pleasure <laughs> to speak to you. And um, Doctor MC Self Care. Now I see self- why you why you started off with how how it I know the Self Care. Uh oh, I didn't, I must not have done a good job introducing it to you when I invited you. I was like, I just got loan forgiveness. Will you come on my podcast? Sure. <laughs> no, I think I, I I think I did. I think I did. You, you did. You did tell me it was a self care podcast. It's all good. Financial, um, financial self care is self care. Fine, it is. It is absolutely yeah. financial self care. So thank you so much for your time. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you're my anxiety, hero. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned about the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program and found it helpful. And although Matt may say that he doesn't like to practice self-care or that he doesn't practice self-care, I would argue that although he may not realize it, the work he's doing helping folks with this group and navigate this program and answer questions is really filling his spiritual domain. I think it's filling his cup more than he realizes. And I'm really just so grateful for the Facebook group, all the moderators and administrators and folks that help keep it running smoothly. It's really unbelievable. And of course, to the USDOE as well for this limited time waiver, attempting to correct some of the deceptive practices that have existed for the PSLF program. If you are not burdened by student loan debt, that's awesome. You should feel really grateful for that. But chances are you or someone you know is burdened by student loan debt and may be working for a qualified employer 
or previously worked for one for 10 years. And they really need to check out PSLF now and the waiver ASAP, or at least by October 31st, 2022. I hope you find success like so many have with the waiver and this program. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings really help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, questions, please reach out to us directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. That's drmcselfcare.com. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC Self-Care or on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good.